Materia Media presents Adeline's Apothecary, Tales from the Ridge, Chapter 15, North 40. Well, it been raining, raining good many day, and creek was full. So full I could hear it, hear them rushing waters through the window. Of course, I've been shut up that house, bed rest, couch rest, floor rest, chair rest, rest, rest. Everybody say you gotta rest. Yeah, yeah, I'm rest. I give my mind plenty of time, worry on thing, thing to come, thing pass, every little detail. Turn it over 10, 1,500 times. No, my mind was being wicked. Seeing Daddy's face frozen, cold, his eyes. I could see him like ice, the soul sucked out of him. Oh, my mind was being wicked. Thinking on this unborn child and my ancestors, and how was I to bring a child into this world, this dark and diseased world my bloodline marked? As far back as I knew Twee was marked. There I was, stuck up the house, that dark living room, rain coming down, creek rushing in the distance. That portal, we might have opened it up, but how quick he had shut back down. Now I've been going through the medicine cabinet there a few days. I was running out of mitts and folk needing mitts, and I was coming up dry, just the worst feeling. Letting folk down, not getting folk what they need, folk getting so sick, and I couldn't help. Someday there, I couldn't move, just lie there on the couch, not moving all day, mind paralyzed by the darkness. But then I get up some energy, and I get up through the medicine cabinet and going through stuff, three, four-year-old stuff, whatever. What do I got? How can I help folk out? And one day there, it start with a sip, just a sip of that cat mint, that old cat mint tincture. It good for the nerve, but I drunk that. That mind going down that tunnel, thinking on this baby and daddy up the home and folk dying all around him. This world, my ancestors. There's some old valerian elixir I had in there and it tastes good. I tell you what, that tastes good. You want to talk about some sleep potion? Let's talk about some valerian elixir, okay? That'll shut that old mind down, chase them demon away. Yeah, I drunk that up, yeah. Then one morning, rain stopped. The sun come out, it shining through the windy. Frank come in, he come in earlier than usual. He'd been taking Lucy out with him. And, oh, they've been having big time. They stay out two, three, four of the afternoon. Sometimes they don't come home till after dinner. They bring me a little something, and they're fine. I, I prefer the home cooking, but they're fine. Stress of the world be coming down on Frank, and he'd been staying out my business, but then he come in one morning earlier than usual. There I is laid out, flat out, couch, he'd come over. I opened my eyes, and he turned in that bottle over it in his hand. He don't say a word. He just put it down, looked me straight the eye, straight the eye he looked me. Frank, he got no tolerance, no tolerance for it, okay? He looked me straight in the eye, and he said, Let's get your boot on here, all right? We're getting out of here. But I can't move. I 
can't get myself up, just paralyze my mind. Frank go over, get my boot, put my foot down in it, tied up. Belly's so big, I can't even put my own boot on. He helped me up off that couch. And, Come on, darling, he say. We got something to show you. Well, Lucy lead me out. She lead me out by the hand. She done made up a big sign, and it say, just say, Mama. And it got a big rainbow over it, and she put that up beside the barn. And they had me stand there outside the barn, then they disappear inside. There a thunderhead rolling in, another thunderhead far, far distance, it coming in. But I left my cave. My little dungeness cave took one step. Then another, I left that dark living room, smelling of soot and cats and old medicine. I went out the fresh air, and summer was upon us. You know, the honeysuckle and that sweet fern just filling my lungs with their sweetness. Ridge so lush like a wild jungle. Frank and Lucy let me out the barn, old machine barn. Frank say, stand here, we got a couple of surprise. Lucy running around can hardly take all this advent. But then they disappear that barn door, and I stand there watching that thunderhead rolling in way, way off the distance. Then I hear it. I hear it, and my heart jump. My eyes well up. It Papa's old John Deere. Papa's old 620. I hear I smell her. I always loved that smell. And before I know it, out come Frank and Lucy, Lucy riding his lap, and they come straight out the barn door. Frank got the biggest grin on his face, and I can't believe it. I've been asking Frank to fix this tracker for a year, years, I tell you. And them tears rise, rise in my chest and begin to fall down my cheek. I just can smell, can feel my grandfather there with us. Well, Frank, he say we going on a ride, and he asked me, does I want to drive? Well, no, I don't think that's safe. I'll drive, I'll drive, Lucy say. Not yet, I got to teach you first, he say to Lucy. But he let me do the steering wheel, Mama. I know how to do the steering wheel. And goodness is that child of joy, just brimming with joy and happiness. Past days going out with her father, this is such a special treat. She used to only see Frank on the weekend or late at night. Oh, this is a treat. Well, I let Frank drive, and I hop on the back just for a moment, one moment. It not the safest thing to do, being so far gone pregnant, but it comes so natural, just done it so many times. It comes so natural, I hop up there and was nine year old again on the farm with Papa. Frank say we go up the north field, so we had to go out on the road, out on Barkertown and get the north field. I hop off and walk down the road just to be safe. I see Mrs. Van Meter and Mr. Offenbacker. They drive by and wave. Oh, it's nice to see a neighbor on a pretty summer day. I ain't seen so many folk recently. Old Mr. Offenbacker, he chuckling at Frank on the tracker. Well, we got over the north field, and it quite a sight. Frank there, sitting high up on that tracker, just looking out at the land. Them thunderheads coming up slow in the distance, and the field covered in that emerald green muggy wart. Yeah, we got some sumac and some black raspberry, and of course the multiflora rose and red clover, and poison ivy too. Poison ivy been going wild this year. But it all quite beautiful, new growth just coming up, and last year plants still there. 
Lucy run out in it, Muggywort up over her head in some part. She run out in it and is gone. I walk over and pick a few raspberries, tasting my childhood right there. Frank come down and stand by my side. It's time, he say. I pause, wait, wait for him to go on. But he don't. Time for what, I says. Time to cultivate these fields. Time to put this land to use. I frown a bit. This land healing, Frank. You've been saying that since the day we met. How long it got to heal? Well, I don't know. Some folks say seven year, but other folks say it can take 10, 20 year. Adeline, we can't let this soil sit fallow for two decades. Well, we can if it's full of poison. It ain't full of poison. I know it ain't full of poison. Well, you done a soil test? Yes, I have, and I run the numbers. You done healed up this soil. You did it, he say. And this is a shock, a great shock to me. I didn't know Frank been out here in my field. My mind flashed to many a year back. Right here, this very field. Field had gone fallow after Papa passed, and me and Mamma chose not to renew Mr. Wilson's lease. Field sat fallow three year there, and then Mamma she start faltering. Mine was sharp most of the time, but she'd have these moments slip, especially when she got on the bottle old smoke. So I was here, way home from Fortune, the bramble, covered in tick, head to toe. I was out picking raspberry, and I had a whole gallon bucket filled halfway. That a miracle for me. I don't like picking berry. It take too long. But I picked them for my mamma. Let her make a pie. She'd eat that whole pie for dinner, my mamma. And the day was hot, too hot for June. We was in a drought. But I got back to the house, and Brother Hank, his car was there, this back for he married. So I braced myself, but decided to go on in. And I not in the house fifteen seconds when his big bear claw come down straight into that bucket, took a whole handful, berry falling to the floor. It took me four hours to get up them berries. He stuck his big bear paw in there and slap. I slapped his arm on instinct. He dropped them all to the ground. What the... You know what he say. And he jumped. He real jumpy. A bit unlike him, actually. I mean, he got the unkindness all right. But usually he own it. This day, he couldn't own it. Mamma look away. She just ignored the whole thing. She didn't like to see none of us fight, especially me. She light up her cigarette. Only supposed to take a couple of puff a day, but she forget. Light her up mindlessly. Tell Adeline why you come, she say. You tell her I gotta go. Hank start to walk away like he do. No farewell, no so long. But then he turn, come back, and grab up a stack of papers. You leave those, Mamma say. I'ma come back. You leave them, she say again. Then she sip her glass. You best tell Adeline it her decision too. Hank sigh. I'ma put the front 40 in the houses. Pay everybody out. You're going to make a blank of money. You don't need to worry about it, and you're going to need it. You got no college degree. You're not working. You're running around. My cheek go flush. Hank know nothing about the work I does, but I keep my mouth shut tight. Back then, I was, I was a silent one, but this made me angry, real angry. My face flush up, mohogany red, pistols cocked. Mamma pick up her hand mirror, just her lippy stick going outside the line. Go on, Hank, she say, diffusing thing. As he walk out, he took another big hand, full of them berry, 
Barry, I was to make a pie with, freeze up for the holiday. He shove him in his big bare face, so I could have blasted him so hard, but only can pray on such a soul as that. Anyway, his little house plan didn't come to pass. It just made Mamma upset with him. She think Hank trying to pull one over on her, getting her set up with drink, brought her a new bottle. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I stood there, that field, fresh raspberry, now crushed in my hand. You know, there a man every year who want to lay claim to this land. Farmer who want to rent it, put it in corn, soy, just like Papa had it. Daddy who want to sell it to whoever got a buck, he don't care. My little brother Rick Jr., he always got some wild idea he call me up with every few year. Want to grow hemp, saying doobie gonna be legal soon, we gots to be ready. All these crazy idea. And now Frank. Frank gonna want to take my land too. I've been working on plans for this land nearly half my life. I've been thinking on this land and what I gonna do with it. I've been doing everything I could to heal up this soil. Course it like Frank could read my mind. Don't you want to get the farm up and running again? He say. Well, of course I do. We're just not ready. And this not the moment, little baby on the way. I can't be out the field all summer. I'm going to be locked up in the house for 40 days. I'm not so sure being locked up in the house is a good idea for you. Well, what you want me to do? Come work the field with an infant on my back? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm going to be out here too. We're going to do this together. I just need your help with, with what? My face gets so red. Oh, this just the worst idea. I'd almost rather have Frank in the slammer back the plant than out the field all day. At least he'd bring home a paycheck. And I know that not right. But that how I feel for some strange reason in that moment. Frank looking out at the field frustrated with me. I'm ruining his dream. Thing he been working on past weeks. Now I see it. Now I get it. I stand there a moment, jaw locked. Then that thunderhead clap real out. And Lucy come out and stared. We all stared. Then she went back her work. She built herself a little castle deep in the muggy ward. Look at my castle, Mama, she say. A small smile start to come up in my chest and reach my lips. I walk up to Frank. It is nice to be out in the field with him. I put my arms around him and look up, his eyes flashing like that lightning in the distance. He step away from me. I don't exactly understand what it is you're trying to do. You want to grow corn, I says. Grow corn? No, I don't want to grow corn. I want to use this land. I want to farm it. I want to grow your medicines, your plants. My medicines? Yeah, I want to turn all that into a real business. What? I says in absolute shock. How many of the medicines you give me could we grow? I shake my head. A lot of them wild ones. I don't know if you can cultivate them. They's wild. But there must be some, some we could grow. Well, you know me and Daddy tried that. It didn't work out. And someday you're going to realize I ain't your father, Adline. And this is a different world than back then. Well, I don't really like to ask folk to pay for my medicine, neither. People want to pay. The world done changed. People got different priority. Most folk out there, they got a thin piece of fabric between them and death and disease. Your medicine give them another layer of protection. But I don't think folk can pay. Broke around here is struggling to just, 
I'm not talking about just folk around here. I'm talking about folk across the globe. This is a global thing, whole world going down. And you got to answer. You got a cure. You healed yourself and you healing me. Don't you understand how credible this is? People need this medicine. This is what you put on this earth to do. I look at the ground, kind of overwhelmed by the idea of all of it. This what you've been working on all these days? Baby, I feel alive. I feel alive first time in year. Like I'm waking up from some nightmare. My life been a nightmare. Riding around on them planes and staying in cheap motel. Eating that diner food. Being away from you and Lucy. And now the idea of being locked up in the slammer. I never see the sun. I never see the sun in that place. He began to pace back and forth, getting upset. His old boss, the plant, called a few days ago, offered him a new job, a real good job, making almost half more than what he used to make, want him to run the whole show. Opportunity like that just don't come up very often, Frank, I says. I thought this what you wanted. You're the one always talking about me not working so much, not traveling so much, about preparing for the great crash. The great crash is here. This is what you've been talking about all these years. This was what you was preparing for. Now it time. This your time. He looking at me so hard, so strong. And I know, and he know I know he right. I walk out a few steps, and I looks out the land, seeing plants. I can see the whole thing in cultivation, but a wild cultivation. I've seen it many times before. How many day, week, month, year I spent out here dreaming on this field and what I'd do with it. This dream I held near to my heart for so long, I really don't believe it possible. I just, I take a belief of that muggy wart and rub it between my fingers. Take a deep breath in them rich oils. It filled me with a calm complete calmness. It's a bit late in the season, I says. We don't got no starters going. But we could put in a few things, harvest in the fall, Frank say, and prepare for next year. Well, it complicated, I says. But this good medicine right here, what it used for? Oh, dreams, upset tummy, lady trouble, chasing evil, worms, all kind of thing. I run my hand over at them soft leaves. I'm going to brew it up for my labor in case I need some help getting this and out. Frank smiled at this. Well, I'm going to help you get that and out, he say. I know you is. And then I tell him Ruthie called and says we's in the clear. I don't got to rest no more. What, he say, a big smile on his face. He come over to me like a magnet. It good to see you out, he say. This where you belong. And just then, a couple of drops of rain hit my face, feeling so cool in that heat. You know, muggywort, one of them medicines, you don't even got to harvest. Just be near it, you might get what you need. Well, that ain't possible for folk, is it? Frank say. But I look at him. This a dream, one dream of many dreams I had. Well, actually, maybe folk would like it. Come out here, walk this land. You know, so many folk closed up right now in these houses. We could make up a little maze, a maze of muggywort, let them roam free, walk the maze, find their own medicine. We got all kinds of good wild thing already growing up here in the bramble. Do that whilst we get ready to cultivate. 
Frank look at me like I'm crazy, but then his mind gets a ticking, a tick, tick, ticking on this, and he start walking around, measuring stuff with his eye. He looking out at that field of muggywort, muggywort for as far as the eye can see. Well, I guess cars could park there, Frank say, and maybe put a little stand over here, sell your medicines. He cock his head over its shoulder, shake his finger at me. You, he say, and then he off, off to ponder this. And there, Lucy B., she done created herself a whole kingdom out in the muggy ward. She there with all her little imaginary friends. And then she run over to us. I gotta check the trap, she say. The what? I gotta check the trap. Come on, Papa. And Frank wink at me. Lucy disappear into the hedgerow, sight the field. What she checking? Her traps for animals, like in her book. And that thunderhead, it finally reach us, bringing its drip, drip, drip upon our heads. Lucy don't mind it one bit. Frank come over to me and pull me up against him, put his hand softly on my belly, rain coming down. You getting tired, he say. No, I'm okay, it's feel good. He get down on his knee and kiss my belly, a whisper something, a little something I can't hear, down to Poopot Willie in there. And I think about our son out working these fields, taking care of this land with his sister. And then I feel a surge of energy in my center, in my heart, radiating down to that child. And I touch my belly and Frank Stan awakened. What's wrong, he say. That'd feel real. We look at each other, eyes locked. Then there come a trickle down my leg. I reach down and feel that water of life that ain't the rain running out to me. At long last, our baby, our baby's really coming. Look, Mama, look! Lucy start yelling, standing outside her castle. It a rainbow! A double rainbow! I look up, and sure as a world, there a rainbow, creating an arch over our field. And there we are, out on that land. First time in years, we all three of us, soon to be four, been out on this land, in this field. And I know something changed, something changed forever, and I'm not sure what it is, I'm not sure what it mean, but something about it right, something about it good. All this pain, all this suffering, all this worry, concern, this virus, this thing, it coming to our home. It's still sweeping over our little town, our community, our country, our whole world. Something bad done happen, but maybe, maybe something good to come. For this chapter's herbal recipe on mugwort, Artemisia vulgaris, please visit adelinesapothecary.com. This is our last chapter of season one, and we're going on a small hiatus here, but we'll be back soon with more stories. My name's Holden Abigail Osborne, writer and narrator, 
I'd like to thank you all. It sure has been a pleasure telling these stories with you over these months. I'd also like to thank our sound mixer, Scott Hirsch, and music composer, Danny Wright, at Echo Magic Sound, our illustrator, Michelle Enamark, and producer, Matthew Keith Burr. <laughs>